The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's Thursday, May the 26th, top of the hour, so it's 11 a.m. on the Pacific Coast, 2 p.m. out there on the East Coast. And we have a special, controversial two-hour show for you today. We've brought together um, six really well-known SEOs. We're going to be talking about SEO outing, the practice of reporting Black Hat or bad SEO to Google or uh, Bing or uh, mainstream media. Now, recently there's been a rise in discussion about SEO outing, or the, again, the practice of reporting Black Hat or poorly executed SEO to Google, Bing, and or to the mainstream media. Stemming from stories in the New York Times about J.C. Penney and Overstock, there's been a long and often vitriolic conversation happening at Spin, over at SEO Book, in Webmaster World, and in other SEO meeting places. Some say we need to take care of our own industry lest the government do it for us. Others suggest that the, in the absence of an agreed-upon industry standard, there is no basis for making uh, reports on, on bad SEO. Still others say that reporting SEO sins to a mainstream audience of Internet users who have little or no background context makes the search marketing sector look like a bunch of used car salesmen. Today, on a special two-hour edition of Webcology, we have six guests, each of whom take a particularly hard line on the issue. Here's who we have. I'm going to just, you know, read off uh, their names and a quick uh, quick bio for them. We have Ben Cook. Ben Cook is the SEO manager at Network Solutions, a long-term veteran of search marketing. Ben's also known as a WordPress expert and template designer. Often mistaken for a character from the comic Yoatmeal, Ben's known as Schizo on Twitter and in several SEO forms. Tony Vare is an SEO specialist with Top Floor Technologies in New Berlin, Wisconsin. Known as Milwaukee SEO, Tony's worked with both large-scale and small business websites for most of his career. Former public school teacher, U.S. Army War veteran, he's also a member of the SEO Dojo. Alan Blywhite specializes in forensic-level SEO audits and related consulting for small, medium, and enterprise clients throughout the United States. Alan's practiced SEO and digital asset management since the mid-1990s. Um... Getting corrected by Ben Cook, he no longer works with Network Solutions. He has his own company, Direct Match Media. Ben, I'm so sorry about that. No um, worries. On, we rely on the internet for our information around here. <laughs> <laughs> David Harry, otherwise known as the Gypsy, is an extremely well-known and outspoken SEO. Based somewhere in farm country, northeast of Toronto, David is often an organizing force in the industry. Founder of the website SEO Bullshit and, the, and of the information and lead sharing group SEO Dojo. David's a regular guest on this program. Terry Van Horn is an old school SEO IM geek 
who works out of the International Website Builders and is the founder of SEOPros.org. You can find him on Twitter at Terry Van, at Terry Van Horn. Long known in the search community as Webmaster T. Terry is one of the originals. And lastly, we have Steve. Steve, I'm going to butcher your last name, brother. <laughs> Go for it. David's been butchering it for a year. It's Gritzer. <laughs> Thank you. We have Steve Gritzer, also known as Fadekin, a uh, longtime uh, SEO, a longtime webmaster radio uh, listener, and one of the moderators in our forums. Um, Steve has an extensive history in SEO, and all of you, gentlemen, welcome to our program today. Thank you. Thanks. Always fun okay. to be here. Now, we got a lot of guests, and a, again, a fairly uh, controversial and complicated show. So what I want to do is give each of you a chance to talk about SEO outing, talk about the practice of reporting or why one shouldn't report, um, bad or questionable SEO practices to either Google, Bing, or the mainstream media, and um, you know, just state your position on it, why you feel this way, and try to keep it like 90 seconds or shorter, starting with Ben Cook. Sure. Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, I think SEO outing is um, pretty much a, a crap practice um, that people don't uh, provide near enough proof or um, evidence to back up the kind of damage that they do when making their accusations. Okay. Huh. Uh, moving, in, moving along. Tony, what do you, how do you feel about SEO outing? <clears throat> Uh, well, I, I would suggest that it's, uh, it's sort of breaking that uh, brotherhood that we all signed up for. Well, sisterhood as well. Uh, it, it's just, it's schoolyard. Uh, you just don't do it. Uh, you especially don't do it to big media. Okay, Alan. I'm with right. First of all, the only people who refer to it as outing are the ones who have something to hide. Or are, or are in a position where they have no desire to bring our industry to mainstream societal standards of ethics and responsibility. So okay. that, is, that essentially, that, that, that pretty much covers my position on it. David Harry. Yeah, uh, I'm going to use my whole 90 seconds. Um, I guess I'm <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, of two minds, I guess. Uh, initially, I suppose, uh, I've always taken the, the stance and the tactics attack. You're going to use it, it's a viable tactic. Someone wants to say link spam is bad or whatever. People have tactics, there's borders, there's places to go to all programs. So it's viable. Do I do it? No, but I'm not going to sit there and say it's not a tool because people say everything's But recent outings with JCPenney and Overstock and Media, which both motivated to get themselves to get a competitive move. The fact that they came back in the index with you some six weeks later, all they did was make SEOs look bad. Um, SEOs are looking bad because of it, and so I don't think it's it's good for the industry that we do it. Okay. Um, David, I'm afraid, could, could you repeat yourself? Most of what you said was garbled. Um, pretty quickly, okay. paraphrase. Sorry. See, another 90 seconds. Okay, essentially, 
tactics, a tactic, a strategy is a strategy. You kept calling it a practice. I don't think it's a practice. Outing isn't a practice. I think of it as a tactic. You can link spam or you can report people for link spam. Either is a tactic. Everything's on the table. Um, but the JC Penny thing, the overstock thing, were started by SEOs who were direct competitors of theirs. So what did they accomplish? They got them out of the index for six weeks. They bounced back. And all you really did was make SEO industry itself look a little worse. You tarnished our image. So I don't think it's something I support or would, you know, bother telling people. I've changed my mind as far as considering it a viable tactic. Let's put it that way. Okay, Webmaster T, Terry Van Horn. Well, Terry's collecting his thoughts. Um, Speedmaster, <laughs> uh, Fadekin, how do you feel about how do you feel about uh, SEO outing or reporting of SEOs? Um. For the most part, I think it's a, a pretty weak tactic. Uh, Alan referred to it as ethics standard, and I don't see where the ethics come into play here, uh, especially when you know we're we're dealing in an adversarial relationship with the search engines. Really, when you look at what we're doing, um, I just have a real issue with people deciding which tactics are ethical and which ones aren't, and then basing you know, their opinion of the entire industry on what their personal ethics or s philosophy is. And by saying that, well, your, your ethics suck because you did XYZ tactic, then, you know, what does that say about everybody else? Especially when you have the rules changing constantly to where it used to be where reciprocal links were accepted and promoted by Google. Now they're saying don't do them. So why, where do you draw the line? I just, I, it's, I just think it's a, uh, a marketing tactic for, for some people to say, you know, look, we're better than them because. And we see that in a lot of used car sales and those types of issues. And I don't think the industry needs to go that direction. Okay. Well, to recap, what we have, um, and I'm afraid we haven't gotten Terry's opinion yet. Ter Terry Van Horn, are you on the line? Okay. Terry will be joining us in a few. Um, I'd love to get his opinion because he is probably the senior SEO amongst all of us. Um, he, I know he was in the industry before I was. Um, but to recap, Ben Cook is against outing, Tony Vary against outing, Alan Blyweiss uh, seems to stand for it, David Harry was sort of sitting on the fence, more against than for, and um, Hedekin, uh Steve, was adamantly against it. So Alan, it looks like you've staked a, uh, a rare position so I'm going to let you go first. I want you to make your case using um, examples that have already been published in the media. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to um, open a can of worms with uh, with a new case right now. But um, Alan, how does reporting on um, black hat or poor practice SEO benefit the industry overall? All right, we have a really serious problem even being able to conduct a debate of this nature when at least some of the people who complain about it use words and descriptions that couch this in it's a tactic that people use to get a competitive advantage. That concept is bogus as far as I'm concerned. Of course there's going to be people that try to game the system to get ahead of their competitors by outing people. Yeah, okay, I can agree that if you're reporting these kind of behaviors, 
because you think it's going to give you a competitive advantage, I'm in total agreement that you should be bitch slapped, okay? Where I come from is a much different perspective. It's not about I'm doing this because I think it's going to give me a competitive advantage. I don't need to do that to get a competitive advantage. I have a whole lot of clients out there. Some of them are some of the biggest websites on the earth. A lot of them are right in the middle as far as the size and the scope of their site and aren't well-known brands except for the work that I've been able to achieve with them from an SEO perspective using tactics and methods that don't obviously ever seem to violate the search engine terms of service and rules of the game. Now, I don't know why everybody else seems to always have this problem where what they do today is banned by the search engines tomorrow and then they don't understand how they're supposed to compete in an ethical manner given that reality. I've never once had a tactic that I use or a method that I recommend to my clients turn around and become banned by the search engines. Right. So like so I that, said, if, if someone's going to link spam, then, then shouldn't the SEO be who's, who's trying to do things properly be equally at liberty to report them? You know, I kind of believe that in some way. If, if link spamming is okay in certain circles of SEO, I don't see why reporting isn't by and large. To me, it's synonymous. Right. And, and um, you know, it's like every time I turn around, there's another article being written from people within our industry who come from the, well, we're a club and, you know, the whole fight club mentality. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's 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 ludicrous. That is the most unprofessional perspective on earth. Okay, I uh, I, w I want to jump in here. Um, when you guys uh, start to start talking, we have six guests today, so please introduce yourselves and um, you know use your real names and such. Um, but something you said, Alan Alan Blywife, um, makes me want to jump over to um, to Steve Greshner. Um, Fadekin, I heard Alan say that he doesn't like hearing this described as a tactic. You describe um, SEO outing as a tactic like anything else that's on the table. Um, I, what do you think? Is this uh, a practice, a tactic? Is it necessary? Um, of course it's a tactic. I mean, I mean, seriously, this is why people, in, in my opinion, want to point these things out. The issue that I have isn't so much, you know, it's, it's like the, the, the outing group is trying to protect the search engines and search, mar search marketing industry as a whole where I take it from a totally different perspective of what's best for my client. The client has all the options explained to them, what the risks are, what the potential rewards are, and then we let the client decide how far they want to go in that risk. And then to turn around and say, have somebody else say, oh, well, that risk is way too far and out them for it, it seems petty. Steve, Steve, this is Ben. Yes. Uh, one of the things that you, one of the things you mentioned there, I think is is really important. You know, you leave it up to the the client, and you know, people like Alan are saying, you know, well, this practice is unethical. But I, I really don't see where the ethical issue comes in, unless unless you're taking the position that whatever Google says, uh, 
determines the ethics of, of, of our industry. The ethics only come in if you're using a tactic, you haven't explained the risks to the client. If they've explained to the client, they signed off on it, then I think ethics are off the table now. I totally disagree. When you collaborate with a client to do something that is clearly going to lead to a situation where they could potentially be penalized, even though this is not a legal situation, you're helping them implement a process that creates an unfair advantage that crosses a serious line when it comes to professional business process. There's like, no, no, that's, that's, Google, that's like, like, like Ben said, that's no. Google's processes. That's SEO is also being in any other bloody search engine you can find. You know what I mean? It, that's just Google's. So, well, so you're basing no, a business practice on Google. No, it's the playing field we're given. It is the playing field we've been given to work within. And if you explain the risks to your client and your client says, let's do this anyway, and you participate with them, I, I just think that's that's yeah. not good. Alan David here. Alan David here. And I appreciate that. And you know how I do business. I, I do things straight up. You know what I mean? I don't do any of this stuff. But do I think... In a conversation like this, should we be telling the entire? Should I or you be telling the entire SEO uh, industry how to govern themselves? I don't think so. I don't think that. I think they should. If they've explained to their clients and they get nuked down the road, then I'm fine. They, you know, that's the way it went. The client signed off on it. I, I'm not, you know, I don't do these tactics, but I'm not going to tell someone they can't. Right, but that's, um, you're talking about the governance issue now, right? And and so that brings up the concept that I am fully convinced due to my study of the history of business in any industry that if we don't bring self-governance into play, the government is sure as hell going to step in. Okay, we're not touching that until we come back from break. Um, And when we do, I want to get some other voices involved. I want to get Tony Vary involved. We haven't heard from him yet. But I'm getting signaled from the studio. We've got to take a break here on Webcology on the special two-hour edition of Webcology. So, friends... We're talking about the SEO outing and reporting debate. Um, I think this uh, conversation is going to become more wide-ranging than expected. Stay tuned. We've got to take a, take a break, pay some bills here on webmasterradio.fm. You're listening to Webcology. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, 
social media campaigns with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. We're rocking the world with LinkedIn. Hey, it's Mike O'Neill and Lori Rupp, the LinkedIn rock stars. We are ready to rock your world with LinkedIn. Join your fearless leaders, Mike and Lori, as they reveal insider secrets. Because I know the secrets, don't I, Mike? Chat with other LinkedIn gurus. We have, we have great guests on our show. Today is no exception at all. And answer your LinkedIn questions. All caps, Mountain Dew, comma space, all little letters, sleep. Rock the world with LinkedIn, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is uh, Dave Davies here with well, a whole a whole troop of people. Normally, I can just list it off, but um, I think in the, in our conversation here about outing uh, SEOs for for various tactics and outing companies for various tactics, I think we might be uh, in some ways confusing two different things or, or or talking about two different things at the same time that maybe we should we should clarify on and, and maybe separate in our conversation. Because um, I think some people may may think of outing, and, and some of our listeners may as well um, be thinking of outing as outing in the public, going, going public with this, like, say, J.C. Penney. Um, other people, and, and I'm hearing it in our conversation as well, uh, might be thinking of it in terms of, as well as outing like J.C. Penney, outing and, and doing a, a spam report or, or a report to Google to, to get a site banned, which you know, these things may be treated differently. might go, well, outing in a, in a public way, that would give us a black eye. Um, you know, and, and some people might argue that you know, you, if you're using black hat, uh, me coming in with, with reports against you is a tactic. Um, since we started off with uh, with Alan here on, on the first set, and that led to a, what I would consider to be a fantastic conversation, um, Alan, why don't we start with you again, and, and, and let's keep this to outing in um, sort of a, a public way and the ethics about that, or, or maybe crossing over into a difference between the two if you have a, an opinion where one would be acceptable and the other uh, would not be. Okay, sure. The The, the notion that making public statements or expressing an opinion publicly regarding our industry's practices is something that harms our industry is also something that I completely disagree with. I've expressed this a couple of times in in some other online environments where it's only because this stuff has been brought to the light of day through the New York Times and through Wall Street Journal and others that it's my job is much easier these days when I'm discussing SEO with clients who, before they talk to me, have heard from others that either – the only way they can compete is by using questionable tactics that then risks them from being booted altogether or that's the most efficient and 
best way for them to go about achieving the goals that they want to achieve. When I sit with them and I talk with them and, and they're knowledgeable because of the exposure that this stuff has brought, I'm able to help them show to help show them and, and, and to point ways to them that they can completely avoid potentially being penalized altogether and have a much more viable long-term strategy that's right for their business because they are not a J.C. Penny, or well, uh, even if they are, that they don't even have to suffer the penalties. Yeah, okay, so J.C. Penny's penalty was really short-lived. Who cares? It was still a penalty. My clients don't have to deal with those. Well, I, I got to go ahead. Go man. ahead. Sorry. No, no. Uh, that, all right. Well, Alan, um, uh, it's Tony. Uh, you, you know that the penalty is not a penalty then. I mean, that six-month or 90-day penalty is, its I mean, for less of a better term, is bullshit. Sorry, but it was. I well, mean, how, just, how is it bullshit it. If, they're, if they're not showing up for 90 days? They don't days. have to show up. That's, that's the, that's the <laughs> beauty of being JCPenney is they don't have to show up because that they're they're being so saturated in every other possible media channel that, you know, you know, getting a 90-day slap from an engine has literally no effect. And I even, I mean, you've seen it. It's been proved with Compete. Just looking at the traffic, uh, even after the slap, their traffic went up. So they don't need the search engine. I mean, that's that's Tony, what Tony, Dave here. As we talked about in last Friday's chat, it's we looked at their link profile in a, in a little session we did. And how many links did they get from all of this? Amazing. This New York Times thing for JCPenney was a boon. <laughs> their links went up. <laughs> so, yeah, they got, they got released from the pen, and all their rankings stayed right where they are. Some went up. Yeah. This is Ben. And, and, I mean, Tony, I actually have to, I mean, I have to disagree with you a little bit um, in, in that, I mean, if they, don't need the, if they don't need the engines, then there's no point in them doing the link spam in the first place or allegedly doing link spam in the first place. I mean, the the whole point was to you know obviously rank and rank well, which they did for you know like two years. Um, it, you know, my my statement would be that it's I would I would you know I've made it on Twitter. I would gladly you know be banned for three months if I can rank number one for two years straight. Um, you know, on some of the types of terms that they've ranked for. Um, so I mean, I don't think you can say they don't need it and that the penalty wasn't. Uh, you know, a penalty. It may have been small, and in my opinion, it was well worth it. But it's still a penalty, I think. Okay. We have Fair. we have Terry Van Horn on the line now. Um, Terry, uh, what's your opinion <laughs> on um, SEO Evan? Andy's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> yes. I love live radio. I thought it was a good place to bring it in. Um, and I do got to ask, um, Tony, why yes. would T. Penny go to the expense and the trouble of creating this uh, massive late campaign if uh, placement in the engines wasn't so important to them? Well, I don't think that it's not important to them. I mean, I, I, I just think that the penalty – I mean, if Google's really going to do – what they're going to do, then give flat. give them give them the hit that they deserve. I mean, knock them out, make them go away. And instead, I think as Dave just pointed out, it's they they got a boon from it. 
I just I don't see that there's justice here. So okay, well that's a different situation and that's a different t- perspective. The fact that they didn't get justice doesn't make the reporting wrong. I think it does because uh, you know I, I think it does. And if you read uh, if you've read the what is it Beta Beat on the Observer, I mean that was it was a self-serving outing of J.C. Penny. I mean that was it. Okay, and what happened to the latest one, Dave? Here with. Uh, was it one eight hundred flowers or some flowers? I don't know. Some flower thing at Mother uh, Mother's Day that somebody tried out in New York Times. These were all cheating. It wasn't. Yeah, and it, it, it was a number of them. It went nowhere. I mean, it got no coverage. Nobody cared anymore. Nobody talked about it in the SEO world. Google was, didn't do anything about it because they're just not going to respond to this kind of shit anymore. So, yeah, you know. Well, Dave. I mean, th- this is Ben's. Uh, Google claims that they didn't do anything, and I mean, it's not like they're gonna. I mean, it covered so many big players that, you know, it's not like they can they can go in and ban them all. And then when somebody's going to look for flowers, it's you know, momandpopflowers.com as number one. I mean, I think they were put in a, in a tougher position there. And you know, whether you believe Google that they oh we already knew about that stuff, it didn't impact us or not. I mean, I think that's that's a little bit different situation than than singling some one person out. Uh, and and you know alleging that they've done something wrong and and deserve to be banned for. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of any of the public stuff. To be honest, I don't I don't see a point to it. I'm, I want to look at one of the more speaking of public stuff. One of the more uh, well known examples from 2011. Uh, David Harry, you were directly involved, I believe, in the in uh, the Overstock case with the New York Times. Um. We talked about this somewhat. Wall Street <laughs> Journal. Wall Street Journal, actually. Oh, Wall Street Journal, sorry. Yeah. Um, a, 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 higher, a higher level quality. <laughs> yeah. uh, aside from the WSJ's quality score over the NY, over NYT, um, David, how was the experience talking with the reporter? And did that reporter actually get the story right? Um, no, no. The entire fiasco was. In, um, Sadly enough, nothing to do with what happened. Um, I became involved because one of the parties involved didn't want to talk about it, so they referred to me. Um, when I came along, they'd already talked to Google, already talked to Overstock, etc. So, Because I did have some reservations at first after the New York Times thing. I'm not going to be the guy who sits here and does all the numbers for him and, and make his story and be the guy who's the bad guy. Um, but... Yeah, the reporter, I, I, I asked him, I said, you know, this is just, you know, basically industrial espionage, one guy trying to nuke another. And he says, yeah, we don't care, Dave, where you been? This is this is the press. We've been doing it for hundreds of years. <laughs> he says, as long as we get the story right, which, funny enough, at the end of the day, they didn't, because I talked to someone at Google that showed me what they got nuked for, and it was nothing to do with that. what was in that story. So it was funny. So that never really went anywhere. So that's when I kind of started feeling that you know, maybe my, my stance on this was changing more towards, you know, what is this doing for us as an industry? So that's why I had the qualifier. Outings, which is the public stuff I'm not a big fan of. Reporting, hey, it's a tool. If one guy can link spam, another guy can report him. Okay, actually, I'm going to jump to Alan now. Alan, jumping coast to coast, you saw that story appear in WSJ. You saw the previous stories appearing in the New York Times. How do you think the appearance of those stories impacted on the industry and were they beneficial? Anything that can help the dialogue within our industry is beneficial as far as I'm concerned. I wrote an article a couple of years ago at Search Engine Journal about cleaning up the SEO cesspool. And 
it wasn't the first article written on the topic. It wasn't the last. Uh, but every time we have this kind of discussion, I think it's going to help us inch forward. Because, as I said earlier, before we cut to commercial, if we as an industry don't get our act together and find ways to improve the environment, we are going to be regulated. And even if we do take steps to improve the environment, we could very well still be regulated eventually. And the reason we're eventually going to be regulated is because of the billions of dollars that we're talking about changing hands every day in this industry. Alan, this is Steve. I, I, I agree that 100% that we're going to be regulated, and it has nothing to do with the ethics. It has nothing to do with the tactics. and has everything to do with the money. There's a lot of money to be, be taxed and taken away from the industry, and that's where the regulation is going to come from, just like well, in the used car industry. Really, I really want to touch on this issue big time, but I think we need to dedicate – part of the second half of the show to um, the chances of us being regulated um, and how that would look. Um, but I understand we actually have Terry Van Horn on the line now. We have a small <laughs> error. Oh, God. Uh, Yay. Run for cover. Prove it. Pro- prove it. I, I, need to, I need to hear his voice. Hey, Terry, prove to us. What a Prove to us you exist, sir. <laughs> Hello, am I on now, or what's the score here? Oh, there you are. Hey. Oh, there, okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> Terry Van Horn, otherwise known as Webmaster T, you've been, I guess, listening to the show. Um, yeah, time, I get to pay to listen. Practice of SEO outing slash SEO reporting. Um, and second, uh, we'll, we'll sec- how do you feel about the practice? I've done it in the past myself, uh, some of it directly to Google. On SEO Pros, I used to have a list, but they were people who were doing stuff like messing with people's domains and uh, out-and-out fraud, uh, knew about traffic power long before that happened. Uh, actually, we're talking about them in the forums, at least on IHY, at least 18 months to 24 months before it, uh, Google actually did anything about it. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah, remember um, that. So for me, I've changed my tune. I don't think it does any good, having done it and seen the results. And there's no more. Before in the old days, they got zapped, and that's a penalty. Now they slap you on the wrist and tell you to go back and keep doing whatever you were doing, because I don't think they really care. Okay, well, let's do a uh, let's do a quick show of hands here. We have some uh, interesting conversation happening amongst the amongst the guests in uh, in Skype chat. So I want to do a quick show of hands, um, starting with Ben Cook. Has anybody ever actually reported anyone to Google? Ben, have you ever you ever, ever reported a, a competitor? Yeah, I've I've reported a, a competitor several years ago. Uh, it's when I was first getting uh, into SEO and. And I, I noticed that that's something that, that the number one site was doing was clearly against Google's um, uh, guidelines. And we were number two. And I uh, reported them. And they got kicked from the uh, they got kicked from the rankings for about a year. And and we uh, we took over the number one spot and have been there ever since. So um, 
The reporting to Google, uh, you know, as, as we've discussed, to me, that's a little bit different. Um, I still, I, I don't usually do that anymore. Um, uh, you know, I haven't done it since and, and probably wouldn't. But uh, reporting to Google is, is something entirely different to, to me than, you know, sending it, putting a, a piece in the New York Times. And as far as, you know, the illegal stuff like hacking a domain or, or stealing somebody's website, things like that, that's a whole different ballgame in my opinion. And, and I certainly wouldn't ever have a problem with somebody, you know, outing that practice or, or you know, a, a make, bringing that to light because that is an actual legal issue. Uh, you're, you're destroying someone's, uh, you know, property. And, and to me, that's a whole other ballgame. And I'm not, I absolutely would not defend that. Okay. Uh- Anthony Vera, how, how do you, um, Wisconsin SEO, how do, sorry, Milwaukee SEO, how do you feel about this? <laughs> That's all right. Um, no, I've outed someone to Google, again, but very early in my career, um, just based on linking practices that I saw. Um, and nothing ever happened. So, uh, you know, we just, uh, and that, yeah, I, I think you have to keep it in-house. I don't think that big media has a place in this. Anywhere, um, and you know, I think Aaron Wall said it best. It's sleazy page view journalism, and that's—I agree, 100%. I think that's exactly what it is. Um, so, yeah, I, I've done it. I saw nothing from it, um, and this this further case, it just furthers my opinion that it's it's just minor slaps anyway. Uh, Steve Gresher or, or Fadigan, how do you uh, have you ever reported? Nope, never once. I don't have. That's I don't understand the whole reporting because I don't have time for it. <laughs> I'm too busy working. Okay, it seems, uh, it, it's, it's a non, it's a nonprofit generation nonprofit generating task. So, okay, uh, David Harry, we we we've already gone to you on this one. We've got your we've got uh, you have participated in reporting, although you don't you know um, it's, no, but you didn't word it. Uh, you said competitors. No, not a competitor. Um, okay. Some jackass back on page two is using some horrible technique. I'll send that in. Um, mine have been often things uh, – my kids have to use the internet, so I, they have to grow up in it. So if I see someone who's egregiously fucking doing stuff, I'll report them even if it's got nothing to do with my competitors or my client's competitors. So no. Anybody in the top ten? No, that's not how I'm going to play the game. I'm going to play the game straight up. But if I see something in a link profile analysis that I think is not very – is nasty, I'll report it. Sure. So, but not a not a competitor. Okay, um, Webmaster T, we we've we've gotten. Uh, you know, you, you said that at SEO Pros, you used to actually be a vehicle to report. Um, have you ever yep, reported any competitors? On every website I've had, people I've found doing stuff. I just write something about it. If, you know, I didn't tell people that I wrote it. I just wrote it. It's kind of what I do sometimes. Okay, we're, uh, I'm getting a message from studio. We've got to go to break again in, in just a moment. When we come back, I want to, uh, I want to talk about inter-industry policing and inter-industry inter outing. There used to be a forum called the I Help You Forums that, uh, well, they, they just love to go to town on folks. Um, but before we, before we get to have that kind of fun, I'm afraid we have to play a few more commercials here on Webmaster Radio.fm. Friends, you're listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Outweeds Media. And Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. It's Thursday, May the 26th. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. 
two, one, booster ignition. Ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine-friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff. Introducing Ascender Cart. Ascender Cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy-to-use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Ascender Cart. Learn more about what Ascender Cart can do for you at AscenderCart.com. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-R-C-A-R-T.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. On the road. On the boat. Working out. Or up in the air. Now you can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere. Look for WebmasterRadio.fm on TuneIn. Available for download on your iPhone, iPad, BlackBerry, Android, Palm, Samsung, and Windows Phone. As well as Google TV, Yahoo TV, and Roku. Tune in to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere by downloading TuneIn right now. WebmasterRadio.fm. We really are everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. We're back here on Webcology and webmasterradio.fm. It's May the 26th. It's a special two-hour-long Webcology. We're talking the practice of SEO outing, and, um, you know, that's going to bring us into the realities of SEO governance, inner industry governance, because we can talk about outing all afternoon long. We can talk about reporting to Google, reporting to Bing, reporting in the mainstream press, or just talking amongst ourselves. Earlier in the conversation, um, both Alan Blywife and Steve Grishenner agreed that we're likely facing regulation in the search marketing industry in years to come. Um, starting with uh, Steve and then moving to Alan, gentlemen, what did you mean by that exactly? Regulation of the search marketing industry by whom? I think, I, I, I don't know as much about what's going on in Canada as I do here in the States, but the U.S. government is dipping their fingers deeper and deeper into everyday life. And this is just one more part of their ability to protect the average user who, you know, let's look at all the um, drug spam, uh, weight loss spam, all this other stuff that you're seeing all over the Internet that is 
currently not right now not being regulated or at least not being regulated very well and we're going to see start seeing huge niches get the hammer dropped on them which is going to lead back to tactics and the way th- these types of things are ranked and so they're going to eventually get into uh, Ben just distracted me <laughs> uh, they're eventually going to get into um, you know, re- regulating the tactics, what things are allowed, what things aren't. Uh, and once those rules start coming down, you're not going to have a choice but to follow them. Okay, Alan Blywith, um, do, you, do you see things the same way? Do you, do you see the government coming in and finding a way to regulate tactic and technique? Yeah, I, I don't put any of that past the government. They're already taking down websites without having the legal mm-hmm. basis to do so, and they're slapping big homeland security seals on them. Right. Okay, so they're not taking the sites down. You can still get to them by the IP. But if you go to their domain, you, that's what you see. They're doing that completely without legal precedent or right to do so. Uh, this, the, latest, the latest penalty, quote-unquote penalty, they put on Google because of the whole drug AdWords thing. You know, uh, Government's going to come, come about and take a real serious hold on, on – a lot of the structure and framework in which we operate. I, I have no doubt about that. Okay. This, this is Steve. Look at what they did with the uh, Super Bowl ad and the uh, um, wardrobe malfunction, and look what happened to advertising and live television. It's, I see the same thing coming towards us on the Internet. Okay, that seemed to be driven a lot by public opinion. Um, I saw that Anthony Berry wanted to jump in. Anthony, nope. did I... Did Oh, uh well, uh yeah, I think I think if the government does get in this, um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be real interesting. We'll see how many of us still have a job after they get in it. I mean that's uh, I mean what what sort of regulations will they impose? I mean is what uh, you know, I again I think it has to come from the inside out. I think Google's done a pretty good job with, you know, some of the things. Uh for instance, the analytics testing or the AdWords testing. I'd like to see something like that before um, <laughs> we decide that we can't handle it ourselves. Okay, um, this, this has been. To... I, sorry to jump in, but I, I mean, the the some of the things that we're talking about here are. are I mean, yes, it's internet marketing based, but to me, there's it, it's you know, they're, they're they've got bigger fish to fry, right? I mean, they're going to go after Google for. For you know, five hundred billion dollars or million dollars or whatever it was, and and you know they'll they'll regulate certain you know drug aspects and things like that. But I mean, I, to me, it's it's going to be a long time coming before something like you know a, a, a government regulation on on what we as as SEOs do. I mean, you know, I think there's you know the FCC came in and said, well, you need to disclose when when you have financial motives and things like that. I mean, I, I could see a few more rules that impact us uh, coming soon, but I don't see, you know, when you say government regulation, you know, I, I don't think we're going to be, the, you know, the next oil industry or anything anytime soon, and I think that's sort of a scare tactic that's, that's used by people that are are promoting the, the concept of outing publicly. You know, it's just a, a fear tactic of, oh, if we don't do it, somebody else will. Well, I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily accurate. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. It's, uh, I'm just gonna take my 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 host hat off for a second because I do got. Ju- I've thought about industry regulation a lot over my career, and um, as an international SEO, I'm a Canadian. Um, I have a 
really hard time seeing the um, FTC regulating me and my practice. Uh, might make it more difficult to travel to conferences, but the American government doesn't actually rule the internet. Uh, it does rule over American <laughs> marketers, of course. But um, that's a very—it's a very difficult nut to crack. However, I—I I, I don't want to uh, stick in the realm of politics. I, I wouldn't mind thinking of inner inner industry politics. If there is fear of government regulation, does it not serve the industry to regulate itself? Uh, starting with Alan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, this this does bridge the concept of government regulation being a possibility. As as lousy as it is in its implementation, there are all sorts of laws about how you market over television. Subliminal messaging used to be perfectly acceptable in business. It's no longer allowed legally here in the U.S., right? And these are these are other marketing medium that for many years had no regulation, but it eventually came to them. It's going to come to us one way or another, and we have no way of knowing in advance what it's going to look like or how it's going to affect certain areas of what we do now. I only know that self-regulation is the best, best business model to have in place if and when something comes along from the government. Okay, uh, Ben? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's you know it, these these conversations tend to, to run together, and and you know Alan's mentioning stuff that you know that I, I wasn't necessarily around for you know the subliminal messaging on uh, on TV, but I, I mean when I hear self regulation before the government, I mean it, it kind of takes me to the you know I'm a big sports fan, and and you always hear about the the NCAA is going to you know come down on on some uh, some school if they don't. Uh, you know, penalize themselves. And so they sort of like, you know, they say, well, what if we do this? And then the NCAA says, yeah, that's enough. I mean, to me, it's, it, it's like, it's like a cop saying, Hey, I'll give you, you a chance to rat yourself out. Uh, when really they have no idea what you did. I, I mean, to me, the government has such a, a, a lack of knowledge in this area that I, I, I mean, saying we need to self govern to, to avoid government regulation to me is a, I just don't really think that that's a premise. I mean, if we want to talk about the merits of self-regulation uh, on a, on their own, that's one thing. But you know, as as a way to avoid government regulation, I don't think that's something that we need. Okay, um, Anthony. <clears throat> I'd certainly love to see some self-regulation. I don't know how it's possible, but I would love to see it. I, again, it comes down to. Uh, a single person's ethical moral fiber and what they feel is a fair advantage and unfair advantage and whether they're willing to exploit those opportunities or not. Um, so, yeah, I think it, I, I'd love to see it start from the inside out. I think that's the best way to do anything. I just, I just don't know how it's possible. And, you know, for the record, I don't think I'm actually for it. I think it kind of would stifle creativity at some level. Uh, Steve, uh, Terry and I have this argument quite a bit. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. Uh, well, I was, let me rephrase that. I think that having the standards implemented, whether it's from an external force or an internal force, is unlikely to happen. 
Um, there are just way too many different opinions about what is acceptable and what isn't. And where you run into the problem is, is our industry is so cloak and dagger because the search engines hide behind a curtain. And until they pull that curtain back and show us what works, what doesn't, why it works and why it doesn't, there's no way we can set a standards. Everything we, we do will be just a best guess. Okay. Uh, Dave Davies, here's a chance to jump in. We have one minute before we have to go to uh, go to break. Um, at the, uh, go take a news break at the top of the hour. But Dave, how do you feel about this? Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, here we've got a, got a show on. We've got a, a number of people, I think all of us, you know, if outside the chat room anyway, all very well-mannered, um, pretty agreeable, discussing something. And even we can't agree on what a standard, like, can we report or not, um, would be. So I think the disaster would hit, even if we tried to regulate ourselves internally, um, would be to what? what regulation to intelligent and well-educated people may completely disagree based on some subtle um, understanding of, of what your ethics are in reporting or your ethics to your client. You could move them up a spot or, or you know, to, to, the, to the web as a whole or, or, or to something more personal than that. So uh, I think, yeah, in, in our industry um, where we're chasing after things and, and everything is such, you know, it's about best guess and an educated guess, I, I think we hit a spot where um, regulation, there's certain, certainly some some global things that we would do, but if we ended up coming down saying, well, you can't report, well, what are these best practices we come up with internally do anyway, um, if the, the prevalent side went, but reporting is a, is a bad practice, right? So, so then what? <laughs> what happens if, if we decide, um, you know, on a set of guidelines, if, we're, if, if we can't follow through, if we're not outing and we're not reporting, then what are these guidelines going to do anyway? Okay. Uh... And on that, friends, we have to take a slightly longer break. This is a special two-hour edition of Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We're at the top of the hour. We have to take a break for uh, news and station identification. But stay tuned. We'll be coming back for the next hour. Um, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Meansock SEO. You're listening to Webcology on Thursday, March the 20th, May the 26th. Stay tuned. 